Hello and welcome to another spooky episode of Bit Party, a show where we take minor details from popular scary movies and use them to create ideas for new Halloween classics that we then sell to Hollywood for $4 million. This week, Wes Craven teaches us how to survive a horror movie. This is Scream. listening to Bit Party. My name is Brendan Cotta. My name is Jared Cotta. And my name is Arthur Alexander Cotta. Welcome back, Arthur. It has been about a year since you were on the show. Yes, I've made my return. And uh, let me just ask you this. How has your life changed since you became a famous podcaster? <laughs> Honestly, man, people keep stopping me in the street. I was on one episode of a podcast. I talked about and this all happened. movie. Yeah, I just, you know, I can't eat breakfast now. There's a lot of things, you know, stressful things are happening in my life. Oh, man. But I'm back, and I'm excited. Yeah, this will just make your life harder. Yeah, this might make your life harder, but... Honestly, you know... you're ready for fame. I think I'm ready for it. I've had a year of fame now, and I just, you know, whatever. Yeah, beautiful. Well, you've joined us for a really special episode because we are right in the center of spooky season. Spooky season. This is the best time of year to be a podcaster because you get to watch horror movies, you get to talk about scary things, you get to dress sexy. Um, <laughs> Halloween is really about all of those awesome parts of life. Yeah, uh, we we've been doing Halloween episodes for a long time, and Brendan and I have shared with the with our audience the best parts of Halloween for us. But I, I just have a couple questions for you. The yeah. first thing I want to know is. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Favorite Halloween candy has to be Twizzlers, which is my favorite candy. That's a always. terrible choice. Wow. <laughs> Nobody. No, but listen. That's another no, other candy. It's a right? terrible choice for everybody else who doesn't like Twizzlers because there are always Twizzlers handy because people buy them because they're cheap and you can get them by the single. Like, you can't get like one M&M. You never get one Starburst. Right. It's kind of an asshole thing to do. Because you wouldn't want to eat just one of those. You yeah. only want to eat one Twizzler. But I love Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> so more Twizzlers for me. If there are insects and like animals in the corner store and like people, like unsavory kind of people, that's not the place to buy Twizzlers at. You get a fresh pack from an upstanding place. I am. I think it's funny that you think that different places have different quality Twizzlers. They do. I feel like you have to feel them like fruit in a grocery store. Yes, like, just like that. You have to shake the pack. You have to know, like, my grandmother taught me this. Like, you guys just weren't raised on Twizzler etiquette. That's so fair. you're buying. That seems fair. You're buying trash Twizzlers. Hey, shouts out to Twizzlers, man. <laughs> shouts out to Twizzlers. Uh, I don't remember what your favorite candy is, Bren. Please help us. <laughs> what, what would be maybe a better candy than Twizzlers? Another option yeah. would be, I'm going to say, little packs of Sour Patch Kids. You're both How wrong. That? How does that fit, oh, people? What's, okay? your, what's your favorite? I feel like I, 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 when I think about, let me tell You're you wrong. not necessarily what my favorite is, but what I think of when I think of Halloween, I think of little tiny bite-sized chocolate bars. Okay. But, is it general sense or is it any chocolate bar in particular? Well, yeah. I, I like to transition between Milky Way and Kit Kat because I feel like it's a different textural combination. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a flaw Such in a that, gourmand. though. His Sour Patch Kids will be good when he gets home. My Twizzlers will be good when I get That's home. That's true. Your chocolate bar. Uh-huh. It's going to look similar to something you don't really want to eat by the time you get home. <laughs> okay, you made a good point. Big no-no! What are you, Arthur, going to be for Halloween? I don't know what I'm going to go for this year. I think if I give myself some time, I want to do a little bit something extra. I've always wanted to do The Prince from Dave Chappelle Show. You know? Oh. I want to do that. Good one. I'm not sure. I can always just bail out and like be Little Wayne from 2009 or something. Like that. But that was what I was gonna be. Yeah, I think you should do that. Let me ask just you. Don't let me ask face. you a sensitive question. Don't blackface. Can I portray a black person if I don't have blackface? 
Is that or is that also bad? Yes. If you feel the need to put on blackface, you shouldn't be that person. I don't feel the need. But what if I wanted to be two chains, but I just wanted to wear a bunch of jewelry? Two chains has so many other accessories besides the fact of him just being black that you can do it. This is. I don't feel like it's a. It's not a good Halloween costume. (laughs) It's just the color of their skin. that's that's good. Let me tell you why I bring this up. Because one of the first Halloween memories I ever had, yeah. I was my favorite Power Ranger, the Black Power Ranger. Right. But I wore a helmet. I didn't obviously wasn't in But you were the face, Black Power Ranger. But I was the Black Power Ranger. I'm pretty sure your, your neighborhood was very confused. <laughs> They're like, oh, Jerry, is that you? I never took off the helmet. Oh, they didn't give you shit that year. <laughs> That's why you don't like Twizzlers. Like, ah, and I've always been worried as as time has gone on that I did something wrong. But now I feel like I, I was okay. You weren't in blackface. You were in a black costume. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. when I was growing up, I always wanted to be Captain Underpants. But I didn't want to put powder on my face and walk around in my underwear. Pants. Maybe be Captain Underpants. This That's year. a good idea. Uh, due to a lot of like, you know, other things going on in the media, I don't think I'm going to walk around in my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> But I would love to. Before we get any further, I want to go into one of our favorite parts of the a bit party, which is what are we all watching to keep up with pop culture right now? Let's start with Brendan. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I've been I've been watching the Netflix series The Crown. And I think one of the parts that makes it interesting is obviously it's it, they try to stay accurate, but they make it more dramatic for uh, to make it interesting. Okay. But they make a lot of people who are still alive and very prominent figures look like complete shitheads. Yeah. Like when they were younger, it makes it I think more interesting to watch when you're like shit. She really like the queen fucked over her sister at one point. I wonder how she feels about that. I've heard really good things about the crown. It's really good. It what have you been watching, Jared? I figured that this works for the Halloween episode because a lot of people are going to be dressing up as superheroes this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had Endgame and we had Shazam. We had just a ton of different heroes out there. A lot of latex suits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have been watching the Amazon show The Boys. Oh, I've heard really good things about that. Yeah. It is a really cool kind of realist look at heroes in the modern world. They have this large conglomerate behind them that's kind of forcing them to do certain things. The conglomerate's also a lobbying group that is trying to get them involved in military action. Mm -hmm. It's It's a really interesting perspective on superheroes. But it's it's also kind of similar to Umbrella Academy, where they have realistic problems and they they have a lot of flaws. Yeah, um, it was really strong up until some of the last episodes of this season. There's yeah. definitely going to be uh, other seasons. Uh, I I was super into it at the beginning. It kind of tapered off towards the end, but I I highly recommend it. Very interesting. All right, Arthur. Um, yes. I'm watching. Um, right now, I'm not super interested in any like show that's currently airing like on regular shows i've been watching a lot of anime we watch a lot of anime yeah that's really You're the cool. second guest this season i don't yeah. watching i didn't watch a lot of anime as like a kid and i yeah. wasn't like into it young like this was something that i just started watching when i was older interesting um right now i'm watching black clover okay and i'm watching one Piece, which is like the longest fucking show to ever watch, ever. I looked it up. Like, it has a 905 in, yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's in episode like a thousand or some shit, and I'm on 110, and it's giving me anxiety looking at those numbers right now, <laughs> but I'm trying to check through it. For you guys out there that do watch anime, shouts out to you. I'm not going to bore the rest of you guys. I'm starting yeah. to think that this is like a piece of culture that I'm missing out on entirely, because yeah. I've always just assumed it's not something that I'm... Like, there are tropes in anime that I've always assumed were not my favorite. Right. Yeah. Some people just watch strictly all anime, and they watch all of them. I can't Definitely. do that. Definitely. No, I it, can't do that. I can't do that. I feel like that's what it was, and now it's bleeding into Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have certain ones that I like, and it's cool. Okay. Uh, Arthur, we invited you back onto the podcast because you're such an awesome guest, and you, uh, you love to argue about movies, and you're very opinionated about movies, right. and the Halloween spooky season is a perfect time to, uh, to include a guest, uh, and so that's why you're here. Can you introduce the movie that we watched for this very spooky 
Halloween episode of Bit Party. We watched a super spooky movie. And super. if you remember seeing this, like, when it first came out as a kid, like, when you weren't supposed to watch it, it was very, very scary. So, needless to say, we're talking about Scream, Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Please don't do this. Come on, it'll be fun. Please. So yeah, I was about six years old when this came out, and I, that's around the age where you like sneak in to watch some shit you're probably not supposed to see. Mm-hmm. So I definitely, due to older brothers and sisters and cousins and uncles and aunts around, um, I remember being like terrified of seeing that mask. Oh, yeah, that uh, makes yeah. sense. Like I was terrified of seeing Scream, so along with other movies because I was just like, I was a baby in the family, so I was... Oh, really? Yeah, so I was scared of shit. That's the mark of a good horror movie, I think, is that... Well, one of them is that without even knowing the plot or seeing the full movie, yeah. you were already scared of I was it. just scared of seeing, like, the mask. Like, yeah. Along with, yeah. Other, like, it's a scary movies. Mask. I feel like that's, like, a hit. Halloween and Scream, like, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like... There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Number one. You can never have sex. <laughs> I'm going to run through this plot, this slasher plot. We haven't really done a movie like this yet on no. the party, so I'm excited. The movie opens up with high school student Casey Becker receiving a strange phone call from an unknown individual. And the person on the other line says, What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> I want to make sure that everybody's aware that Casey Becker is played by Drew Barrymore. And this was at a point in Drew Barrymore's career where she was really taking off. Mm-hmm. And what happens to her next, I think, is the first great shock of the film. Because she is tortured by this person on the phone. Her boyfriend is held hostage by this person on the phone and murdered in front of her. Mm-hmm. And then she gets murdered and hung up from a tree. Yes. And all within the first... Yes. Ten minutes. Yep. And that is the beginning of Scream. And the end of Drew Barrymore's cameo in yeah. this movie. It is, that's true. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? So the next day, the the town is freaking out. This isn't the first murder that has taken place in their tiny, what seems to be California town. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where it is. It happens to be the anniversary of our heroine's mother's murder. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And so this seems to be history repeating itself. And uh, our heroine's name is Sydney Prescott. And uh, she's really struggling this time of year because she's sad about how her mother has passed away. Yeah. It is widely known that her mother was a whore. Uh, (laughs) So she's going through a lot. That's what's said. It's said that she may have been a whore. (laughs) At the very least, she was cheating on on Sydney's father. Often. With a lot of people from the town. Right. That woman was a slut bag whore who flashed her shit all over town like she was Sharon Stone or something. We, we meet all of Sydney's friends. We meet her, her boyfriend, uh, Billy. We meet Billy's best friend, Stu. We meet Sydney's best friend, Tatum. And they're mm-hmm. like these two couples that hang out together. And we also meet the, the wonderful Randy Meeks, played by <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> Jamie Kennedy. Beautiful. Beautiful. We will shout out this cameo. Do we reveal his, his true identity? I wouldn't say that he's necessarily a cameo. No, I know. he's in it. He's like but a full-blown character. He is... Son of the Mask's Jamie Kennedy. But that is not Son of the Mask. That is Malibu's most wanted B-Rad. That is Malibu's most wanted. That is B-Rad, you know? That was when I first started, like, taking middle school dates to the movie theaters. Oh, really? So, like... Malibu's Come on, Malibu's It's in important heart. in my heart, man. Seven dollars. I bought a ticket. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> bought one ticket. <laughs> one snuck ticket. her in. <laughs> yeah, no, I gave her the ticket. I snuck in. <laughs> I gave her the ticket. She goes through. Get me through the emergency door. I come in. It's a date. The town is still very much living in fear because of this new murderer, and. Crack reporter Gail Weathers is on the scene now. <laughs> Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers played by... Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox, man. Some yeah. friends. He's two years into friends at this point. This two is years like, into friends. Only yeah. two years. They were all really best friends. Not a big you know fan that, right? of friends. No, I can't I mean, say that. Are you guys big friends? No, no. Okay, let's yes. bash friends. No. Friends is terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the That's worst. the biggest lie that people tell. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to watch that show in that coffee shop, and this, I don't it's, get it. It's horrible. It's not funny. Yeah. It's not funny. The jokes are predictable. You hear that, you Friends fans out there? The Office reigns on forever. Exactly. The fact that people line that up at The Office is, is it's absurd. It's an atrocity. Yeah. Uh, anyways, because the town has implemented this curfew because of the murderer, mm-hmm. they've decided to put all of the high school students into one house party, which is perfect for murdering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? What do you think yeah, is going to exactly. happen? Yeah, exactly. Sliced and diced. What happens next is Sydney's best friend Tatum is killed uh, in a horrible garage door accident, which... Probably made people afraid of garage doors for for a long time after that. It Definitely, did. it did. And then Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox, her cameraman gets sliced open by the murderer. Yeah. While this is happening, uh, Sydney and Billy are having sex for the first time. For the first yeah. time, yeah. And, and Sydney has not been able to allow someone to touch her since the murder of her her mother but this isn't billy's first attempt at this man billy's been trying all movie yeah well hold on though because billy billy had a real sick reason for wanting to have sex with sydney he He needed her to be not a virgin yeah in order for him to target her next because spoiler alert billy and Stu. They're the ghost face murderers. Dynamic duo. Billion stew. Surprise, Sydney. Using the two of them to like throw the scent off the other. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, they they go they play back and forth. There's even a part where Stu stabs Billy, but it's just horror movie effects. Right. Yeah. And so that throws you off for a second. But then they come back and they are obsessed with horror movies, but Billy's motive is actually that. Sydney's mom was having an affair with his dad. Right. And that drove his mother to run away and abandon them. Mm-hmm. And that's why he grew up in a single father household. And if you've seen Mindhunter, you know nothing creates a serial killer faster than a mom abandoning you. That's true. That's, that's 100% true. That's just facts. That's yeah. facts. At the Hi, end mom. of the movie, yeah, Arthur, you're not, you're not really at risk of... <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. At the very end... Billy is attacking Sydney, and she's kicking the shit out of him. And the last scene is a final jump scare. Billy pops up one last time. Stu's already been murked. Yep. Oh, yeah, he's done. Billy pops up one more time and uh, gets shot right in the fucking head. Right in the head. I want to talk about the fact that Scream is really supposed to be a satire of the horror genre. Right? Yes. A lot of people, I think, don't realize it. It's a horror movie, and it's supposed to be scary, and they take it at surface level. No, that's not true. And that's also part of the reason why Wes Craven is in it, is to spoof himself. The point being is those scary movies that came out, the, you know, yeah. in, in quotes, scary movie, one, two, three, four, whatever, they were a satire on a satire. Okay. And and when you watch Scream, it's important to keep that, if you're a, a conscious moviegoer, <laughs> as we all are. That he was actually... Yeah, he's actually yeah. satire. He's actually spoofing his own film. Yeah. But honestly, like, when we rewatched this together, I forgot who did it. Oh, really? I completely Me forgot too. because of Scary Movie. Oh, okay. I really thought it uh-huh. was... David Arquette. Yeah, yeah. I thought the whole time it was that guy. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But. Yeah. So he got you. They got me. When yeah. I realized it was the, the boyfriend, I was like, oh, this <laughs> movie actually had a plot. Definitely a I watch movies, scary movie. Yeah. After that, a lot of slasher movies were like copying that instead. Yeah. Like, I know what you did last summer is definitely just yeah. scream. Yeah, that's true. You know the same I mean? thing. That's another, that's a good yeah. point because. Even though they're making fun of these tropes, oh, the tropes never actually go away. Exactly. And I know Judas Summer, it's the same plots. Yeah. A group of kids, somebody gets killed, another person gets killed, and yeah. Yeah. one girl survives. Don't do that. Come on, it'll be fun. The reason I don't want to have children is because I don't want my child to have a house party and get killed. By one of their classmates. 99%. I like what happened in Scream. I think one of the reasons that you're not ready for children is you don't have a million dollars 
from need, a movie pitch. Yeah. I need a... Oh, you're right. Because if I had a million dollars... That would change everything. Pitch, oh, it would change everything. It would change everything. Rihanna, ring, ring. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost there. <laughs> I haven't known what you're saying for, like, most of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> if I got a million dollars, I could call Rihanna now. <laughs> Let's, That's true. We have to put in the work <laughs> first. We can't just assume that we have a million dollars. I need to hear some fucking quality pitches that are spooky enough to fit in the October season. Birdman hand rub right now. Put some respect on my name when it comes to these movie pitches. I'm not going to let you go first, Arthur, uh, because I feel like you have a real winner. You You were selected last time. That's not to say... That we're going to select your pitch this time. Uh, because now that you're a regular on the show, we don't feel so obligated to make you happy. You guys are making me feel like you only picked my last pitch because I was the first one. <laughs> like when I left, you guys were like, oh, fuck that pitch. <laughs> we picked your last one because it was the best. We're not picking your this one, maybe, regardless. Yeah, I don't think Even if it's the best. I'm Even if it's the not best. Not going to let you win again. This one's not going to be the... I, I'm didn't, gonna, I didn't deep dive on this pitch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to let Brendan go first. And, uh, and I, I want to hear what you have uh, from this movie, Brendan. There was quite a few bit part characters that uh, made it special. My pitch... I'm actually really excited about this one. All right. I was having a hard time thinking of a, of a pitch. And then maybe 40 minutes after we watched the movie... It, like, came to me all at once. My bit part character is Randy, no last name given, played by Jamie Kennedy. Okay. Malibu's Most Wanted. Malibu's Most Wanted. Let's hear it. It's Randy Meeks, I'm just gonna... Is it... I, I, don't want, I don't want to embarrass you, but it's Randy Meeks. Randy Meeks. Okay. That's, no, that's good. Regardless. 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 The reason I liked Randy is because the role he plays in this movie is he explains to the rest of the characters the horror movie tropes that are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a big horror movie fan. Right. Yep. So what I want to do is a prequel to this movie where he's still a big horror movie fan, but he is explaining, he's in another movie where he's explaining the tropes of another director. Right. Okay. So for Halloween, my idea was uh, a Tim Burton movie. Oh, ah. nice. Because nice. I'm a big Tim Burton fan, but that I feel like creepy. he's kind of lost his way. Yeah. So maybe a movie that where it's a young Randy Meeks highlighting a lot of Tim Burton tropes, like the curvy trees yeah. and the, the really colorful neighborhood with one spooky castle in it. Rather than a compilation of Wes Craven films, it's going to be a bunch of Tim Burton Burn tropes. Films. Yes, exactly. So he this goes, isn't just... He goes to the barber, and it's like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, they're, yes, like, they're, like exactly. sw- they're like singing in here, and he's like, <laughs> Mom, this guy's going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Is Jamie Kennedy still going to be in it? He can still be in it. Maybe he can play one of the misunderstood characters. He makes like an occasion. Feel like he should be the main character. (laughs) If he wants to wear like child's clothes, yeah, he could really carry this franchise for you, Bren. That's true. I mean, he's a hot property because he didn't die. No, he doesn't die. Yeah, so he's next movie. Oh, That's no, true. No, this is a prequel. This is a prequel. He is the only reason I didn't make it a sequel is because he is in the, the following. He does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think just making his character an all around movie lover that explains right. directors things. Yeah. Uh, is is interesting to me. So yeah. I really like that one. So that's that's that, my movie. That pitch. would be dope. Okay, all right. Let, that, that's pretty good, Bren. But uh, I feel like you really missed the best character, the most important character that's really not touched on. Let's hear the appropriately. Best Shaggy has to be. <laughs> no, the character that flies under the radar and is truly the essential bit party character in this film is Cotton Weary. That is the individual that gets pinned for the murder of Sidney Prescott's mother. In fact, it's Sidney that ends up sending him to prison for the whole year. She 6'9'd him. Yeah. And not like in a sexual way. Yeah, no, she Takashi. She Takashi him. She went to court. Yep. She pinned him out. Is that person sitting in this courtroom? Yep. Yep. Him. him. Fucking snitch. She's I a- believe that she really thought that it was cotton, but the, the point my point being is that what must that have done to his psyche to be an innocent man? Right. That was just trying to get his nut. Right. And ends up in prison for a whole well, year. Well he was getting his nuts off. 
Well, he, he was on he, a regular thing. Right. Like, yeah. He did that, and then he ended up in jail. Yeah. Like, imagine that. Exactly. And so my movie pitch is him actually living up to everyone's expectations because of his time in prison. Right. Going pretty crazy. Yeah. And it's a slasher film, but the main character is now Cotton. The original oh. innocent man and who is now released. a murderer. He gets oh. released. Yeah. I mean, and he's like out that. on a rampage. Yeah. 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 And he's real pissed. I like and that. I actually wouldn't mind if he was always a murderer, but he just wasn't <laughs> that responsible murder. for that this one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Because Maybe that's is... why he took it on the chin like that. Because when he was locked up, Maybe like, so. the, the clips they showed of him, he looked pretty calm walking in those clubs. He was just like, eh. Yeah. Arthur, it's your turn. All right. You hit, it had a winning pitch last year. Yeah. Can you repeat? Can I repeat? Honestly, I feel like I got that championship gut right now, <laughs> but I'm okay. going for it. I watched this movie and I noticed two things. Okay. All right? These are two things I'm going to take from this movie. There was one black kid who handed a note in when all the kids started getting murdered in the beginning, and there was one black reporter. So those are my two things that I noticed the whole movie. <laughs> Two black people in this town <laughs> where everybody's getting killed. Yeah. And the last murder, nobody blamed the black people, so I was kind of cool with that. That you know is I mean? good. <laughs> so. He was handing in a note to leave the murder for town. My, yeah, yeah. For my, there was one scene in this movie. It was after Drew Barrymore got killed when they were at school the next day. Um, they were interviewing all of the kids at school. So, in the classroom that that Sydney was in, um, it was her turn. So, entering the room, black guy number one came in and handed the note to the teacher, and then he left. So, my movie is about him. What happens to this guy? So, this young man here, right? Him and his family get the fuck out of Dodge. Obviously. There's people being killed in town. <laughs> After he hands off that note, he goes on to a serious packing up his shit and leaves town. And he, in turn, becomes the other black kid from the It movie. From the It movie? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Does that mean that your movie pitch is It? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So my favorite my favorite part is that well the most tragic part is that in it the kids parents do die yes. they're like we're getting the fuck out, out of, of Dodge here. they moved to Derry Indiana and no that's Maine Maine Derry Maine is it Maine it's yeah. Maine, Maine Derry Maine and and then get smoked. By Pennywise. Yeah, I'm not sure if your timelines match up, but <laughs> I'm gonna let it slide. Well, yeah, he did a prequel for a sequel, and you're doing a sequel <laughs> that is the prequel to it. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a sequel that is it that takes place in 1999. So yeah, the, yeah. the timeline is confusing, but there is also a whole time traveling component. I like it. Okay, I like it too. <laughs> it's sort of like Endgame. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> This is uh, going to be a difficult decision. Um, we're going to vote on... I laid a bunt for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Struck out swinging more like... No, I, I bunted it. <laughs> I bunted it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote for mine. I feel like the co untold cotton story is really, really essential for the next uh, part of the Scream franchise. Brennan, where are you going to go? I'm going to go... I, I liked Jared's movie pitch, and I really think Arthur had some fun time travel things that I'd like to explore more. But I would really like to see Tim Burton make a comeback and not make bad movies. Right. So I'm going to stick with mine. I feel like there's money in that. You sure you don't want to go with mine, Black to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> a slasher film. <laughs> you don't want to go with mine? <laughs> Are you 100% sure? With that well, title. Yeah, now with the title, I'm reconsidering. Ah, aha. That goes from Coming to America. Shout out to James. I heard your podcast. <laughs> okay, so it's not black to... What, Arthur, are you, are you voting for yours? This is um, going to make it a stick. As much as I love Black to the Future, and I do think that that would be an amazing movie, 
I kind of want to see what Cotton does. I'd love to see a man relieved from jail <laughs> when he was supposed to be in there anyways. That's true. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good one. I like to see what you get with a second chance, you know? This yeah. Is, this is like a, a making a murderer meets right. your common slasher right. film. Yeah, because yeah. we like let R. Kelly slide for like the early things, and we saw what happened there. That's true. So let's see what this Cotton is, does. This is very similar. Yeah. All right, well, Brennan, can you uh, can you agree that mine is, is superior? I agree that yours is superior. I, I, I do agree with that. I have one condition. I was excited about the Tim Burton movie mostly because... He's closely connected with Dennis Davidis. Who is Dennis Davidis? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> you want Danny DeVito to be in this movie? Even if he just has a cameo. Uh, he can have a cameo, but he there can. has to be a Jeff Goldblum cameo. Also, that's true. That's true. We'll I talk about it. it. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Anyway, regardless. Got, I got somebody I want in here, too. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll all get to have the people that we want in here. Okay, that's up. fine. All right, uh, Jared. Thank you, guys. Uh, I, I accept. I mean, this is... Sort of my, my, my favorite uh, holiday, so uh, it makes sense. That is Miller Highlight mixed with a bit of Aperol. <laughs> <laughs> we call it a stinky pinky. <laughs> Never get away with this. <laughs> Tell that to Cotton Weary. Believe how easy he was to frame. Y'all have been some very good friends, some generous bit partiers. Choosing my film during the holiday season, uh, I couldn't be more honored to represent this group here uh, and pitch my movie. Uh, we're, we're going with the story of Cotton Weary, the man that was originally fingered for the murder of. Sydney's mother, and he was actually an innocent man regarding this murder. Right. But the way that I see it is he was a murderer. He was a serial killer, but he wasn't guilty of this one. And so when he gets let out, which I think should be the opening scene of the film, right after what happens in the original Scream, he walks out of jail and... He seems very relieved at first, but then you start seeing some flashbacks. Mm-hmm. First, it's the flashbacks of him leaving Sydney's house after he just banged her mom. <laughs> but then it flashes back further, and it's him actually committing murders in right. other places. And he is not an innocent man. No. Right. And now he's on the loose. So he has kind of like a relieved but like smirk on his face. Exactly. Yeah. Close up on him and then he walks forward. Right. Okay. One thing that seems to kind of set him off is he was suspected of murder because he was with Sydney's mom having an affair. Right. Mm -hmm. And when he sat in jail for all that time, he got really pissed off at people that were adulterous or having extramarital affairs yeah yeah and so what he does as he moves to his next town he gets his settlement from the city for being falsely accused right he buys as a a normal thing a normal thing of course falsely accused absolutely (laughs) you're gonna get a settlement 150 million dollars yeah he uses that money to buy a sleazy motel his motel attracts some Unsavory characters, as you who as goes you put to it. motels? Yeah, it's an hour by hour motel. Cheaters. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Danny DeVito can be one of his first uh, his first victims as he brings some like prostitute over. Yeah, he likes- he's like a Frank Reynolds type. And yeah. Anyways, my point being is that Cotton has set up this murder hotel. Mm-hmm. to attract the type of people that he wants to seek revenge on. Oh, I like that. That's kind nice. of like a devil in the white city kind of thing. Exactly. Definitely be like a sleazy bar attached to it or something like that's that. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's where they have to meet up. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. He can get some information as there's a good moneymaker. Before we get any further, I- I'm going to pitch that we stick with the canon of Scream and we go ahead and cast Leo Schreiber. It's dope that such a great actor had this mini cameo, yeah. and so now we can just recycle him back into an awesome oh, yeah. role. And he would be a yeah. chilling mass murderer. Mm. 
He's huge and like has this very gravelly voice. Yeah, and he's also like a wife sticker. Like he's definitely like don't want to trust him around your wife. So that's probably that's why true. he's he's a handsome man. Yeah, he's a good looking yeah. dude. He's saber tooth. Yeah, he's rough. <laughs> he's like Wolverine's older brother. Yeah, this is good. This is going well. Anyways, he he's Cotton and he is a murderer. And I think that the conflict has to come from. Just the same way that he was sort of falsely accused for murder, Mm -hmm. he ends up targeting a couple young women who are kind of falsely accused or in the wrong place at the uh, at the wrong time. Oh, interesting. Who he assumes are are adulterers. Oh, I see. Yeah, Yeah. maybe they could be like he sees them with someone who he assumes is their their husband or significant other. Right. But they really have no interest in them. And when right. he sees them with someone else, he assumes that they're, yeah, they're that cheating. Yeah, they're cheating. Yeah. And so he's going after them. So it's really, it's kind of a story about how they get trapped in his murder hotel. Yeah. And have to fight their way out. You know, it's it's going to be classic slasher film stuff. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stick with the uh, Wes Craven tropes in a lot of ways. But the setting is going to be this kind of sleazy motel with a lot of secret passages that he's set up yeah and that he can kind of kidnap people that different people come into the motel and and are trying to uh, get their rocks off and and he's in there just cutting people up yeah men like women everybody I like that a lot. I think that, that I like the hotel angle of it. Yeah. With he's, his connection to like, he's like he's like a new age Norman Bates. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's killing yeah. this yeah, and I think that the the girls, I wanted to cast some actresses that have been in a couple of good horror movies or, or like, be real horror movies that are still cult classics in some way. Oh, you that's a really the, good idea. Like, you need, like, real deal scream queens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's exactly right. I see this. Yeah, and so the the... The conflict will be them kind of being falsely accused of adultery, and then the the ending, the way that I see it is, I mean, what do, what do you guys think? Are we are we trying to start a franchise here? Are we starting to f- start a uh, murder hotel franchise? With, I think he uh, gets Leo away Trider? with this. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of, I love that he gets away with this. I yeah. think that he cleans it all up and he's open for business the next day. The idea that he gets away with it, I'm into that. I think I've, he should escape. I think, I, I think because, he should escape through his like. He clearly has. Tunnels, secret passageways in his hotel. Yeah, I think he should dip. I like I, that. I just have one request in this movie. Yeah, there's one person I feel like should definitely be in this movie. Okay, Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Other than Jeff Goldblum. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, and, I'm confused. I'm confused. Other than other than, other Jeff than what was your request? Danny DeVito. Other than Danny DeVito. Okay. Danny DeVito, yeah. like Michael Rainey Jr. should be in this movie. I Michael think he Rainey. should be. You know, we're gonna continue with the fact that there's always like one or two black people in the movie. Yeah. So Michael Rainey Jr., if you don't know who that is, is plays the son of Ghost on the TV show Power. Okay. okay. I have been waiting for this young man to die for some time now. <laughs> on the show. On the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> an important distinction. Um, yeah. Either way, like I said, <laughs> I've, been waiting for my, I've been waiting for Tariq to die for some time now. I would love it if he was the love interest of said the first guest. Uh-huh. One oh, of the guests. that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. First guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, he's in there right away. Right he gets away. murdered right away. Right away. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a classic slasher wouldn't film classic, if the black guy yeah, the survived black. too long. Honestly, and that's what I love about Scream. In a sense, not to tie back, it's like no, no yeah. black people died in Scream. That's true. That's fair. Which is why he got out of time for Black to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Michael Rainey Jr. must die. That's a, right, that's, okay. a, that's a fair request. Okay, yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll do that for you Thank if you. we can. Uh, Cast uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Greatest actor alive, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there is really any question about who he should play in this film. Yeah, the police chief, of course, the chief of police. Man, obviously, should he, wear like the, the, should he wear the Prada shirts as like a police chief? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, of yeah, course. Definitely, yeah, so. of course. I, I'm, I like that you didn't go with the more obvious choice of. Um, just crazy weird swinger mm-hmm. sliding from like woman to woman at this sleazy bar. Right, right. I mean that that's his. That's obvious. That's too obvious. I that's think that we, 
We we have to make sure that we're testing Jeff Goldblum's range. I mean, he right. has this incredible acting prowess. Man's got a range. Yeah. He does. So, chief of police uh, investigating these murders. I really like that. I was really Lead hoping detective. he'd be just the guy in the corner of the bar playing the piano. You know, I like that, but we've done that. But we've done that. I mean, yeah. he, he needs to finally show... I, uh, his we range. have to give him the opportunity to show yeah. his range. With like yeah. a little five o'clock shadow. He's like always yes, drinking coffees. Yeah. He'll be like um, Willem Dafoe in American Psycho. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he doesn't do his job right because <laughs> the guy gets away. <laughs> That's true. I think that this is a uh, a really, really, really good Halloween movie. I so know. this is probably going to be 2020. Halloween 2020, boom. How, 2020 fall. I I really, really like this script. I like this script. Yeah. I like this script. I, this is much better than Black to the Future. I mean... I'm not saying that it's better. I'm just saying it's probably... More likely uh, to be chosen. It exists more closely to the Scream universe. Because mm-hmm. you were pushing into the Stephen King universe. Yeah. And I think that the Wes Craven and the Stephen King universe... They, they don't mix. They, There's a big wall in between them. Yeah. You'll have to come on a third bit party. And the next pitch. big party I come on, regardless of the movie, I'm going to pitch Black to the Future. That's brilliant. <laughs> We're not going to name this film Black to the Future, but what would we you, need to have a f- name for this film. What would you name it? I mean, we can go so many ways. Cotton's I, Revenge. Cotton's Revenge. There's so many things we could do with it. I was going to name it Motel 666, yes. but that was a movie in 2012, ah, obviously, bummer. yeah. Uh, probably a way shittier movie than oh, this Oh, yeah. What about Murder In? That's a bit direct. Room service. Mm, more porny. <laughs> a little more porny. Motel 69 episode room service. <laughs> that would be a good porn name. That's it's too late to redirect into the porn genre. Have you guys ever had a porn bit suggestion? No, but I feel like we need to do one soon. That's a good idea, yeah. I never even thought I don't want to watch a porn with you guys and then recap it. No, but we would pitch oh, okay. a porn. Pitch a porn. Yeah. Pitch a porn. Pitch a porn. Pitch a porn. Okay, we got to think of something. It can't, murder in is too blunt. But I like that our, our title could potentially be projected as like a, uh, a neon sign. Right. So oh, what, about, cool. what about vacancy? Mm, like yeah. they can like double entendre to be like the wives are having like a vacancy in their lives uh, okay so i i like that then vacancy i like that it has the hotel theme yeah. but it's not too oh this is motel obvious. a motel, motel theme it's definitely For motel sure. theme yeah this is motel all right so now that we've got our award-winning horror film right we are on our way to Four million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to make sure that the audience knows that the three of us each get a million, and then Marshall and Landis, mm-hmm. the other Cotta brothers, they get seven hundred and fifty thousand and two hundred fifty thousand apiece. Yep, based on their uh, their their share. Arthur, we've been saying this whole season that you're the one that taught us. That the IRS can't come after your million dollars if you spend it right away. Exactly. You yeah. are our accountant, so our Andy Dufresne. We've been looking to I you. Been on the luck. I got yeah. you. Yeah. You you know the rules of, of, of finance. So in Halloween terms, you know, if I had to spend a million dollars right now and I'm living in spooky season. Uh huh. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's gotta come in the spooky it's season. It's only smart to put a half a million dollars into the Mars company. Oh, uh, I'm about yeah. to corner this candy market. That's a good idea. You know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. And uh, after that, I'm gonna take the next quarter million I have. You know, because I have a half a million left. I'm gonna take a quarter million. And I'm gonna pump it into Publix. Publix is a supermarket. If you guys are not aware, in the southeast, mm-hmm. I think we're moving our way to Virginia. You can only buy those shares if you have a employee. Okay. And I happen to know some employees there. Nice. I have connections. I worked there for a little bit. I quit halfway through one shift. And I hope you guys don't have hard feelings about that. (laughs) So $250,000 goes to my boy to make sure that he buys some public stocks. Nice. Right? Yeah. And C&L is really in really spooky times. Things are very scary nowadays. And we're dealing with people surviving the court system. Yeah. I'm going to put $250,000 
into Takashi Six Nine's <laughs> Wow. I think that That's after brilliant. the amount of telling and snitching, snitching and tattletaling and you know just all around informative information that yeah. he's just spewing out into the world. He's gonna need at least that much for protection. No, I think he'll be fine. And I think my 250 will make its money back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And then I may use that profit and put out life insurance on him. <laughs> Brilliant. That's, that's a really good idea. Cool. Nice. You're making your money back. Oh. That's that accounting brain. Like, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, you're, yeah, tenfold. you're an accountant. You're an accountant. Yeah, you're an accountant. Tenfold, so man. That's why. Oh, man, that doesn't make you dividends. Know, I, feel I like... am going to make some money back. Definitely. Definitely put your money out of Publix and Mars after we make our flips for the end of the fourth quarter. What's once the, the spooky season ends? <laughs> once the spooky season quarter, is over, get your money out. That's a good plan. Yeah, right. you don't. These aren't long term. These investments. are not long term. investments. You want it for the candy season and boom. and then you dip. Arthur's financial podcast would be a really good. Yeah, I think that podcast. that would be a really. I'm the new Gary really awesome. <laughs> You're mad you guys, money over you, here. Jim Cramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't American Express. Don't call me. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Sally Mae. I don't exist still. <laughs> <laughs> Still passed away in that terrible. Yeah, I've died last year. <laughs> Sorry. That's another. It's another tip. <laughs> another tip. Sally May and Mary Express are looking for you. Just die. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, how you guys giving all this away for free? Yeah, can't give these financial advice away for free. Ah, you know, I'm a man of the people. Brendan, how are you going to spend your million dollars? One of the things we noticed during this movie that we kept pointing out was how nice all of the houses were. Uh huh. Oh my god. Right? So I'm going to buy a house. It'll probably have to be outside of California, but I'm going to buy a large house uh-huh. and stage very elaborate, well done murder mysteries in the house. Murder similar mystery to parties. Yeah. Murder mystery parties. Yeah. In the house, similar to the end of this movie. So, so your million will go to, one, getting the house, but two, tricking it out to be sort of a horror uh, haunted mansion. Yes, like corridors that flip, fake blood, um, actors, things like that. Million dollars in fake blood. Million dollars in fake blood. Yeah, I want that scene Brilliant. where it comes crashing down like in The Shining. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank okay, you. but you, also, you could also be making money from that as well. That's true. If I get the word out, if it's a good enough uh, murder mystery, I'm sure people would come and try it out. Nice, nice. Now, what are you going to do with yours? Well, I, like Arthur, I'm a man of the people. Let me tell you what I'm really going to do, because it's, it's really quite <laughs> genuine and <laughs> philanthropic. Okay, there you go. I like it. You're giving it away, huh? Yeah. I'm going to take a bunch of kids from the inner city, and I'm going to take them to the largest spirit Halloween superstore that I can find <laughs> in Miami. Yeah. And I'm going to let them go crazy. Yeah. Picking out the Halloween costume that they've always wanted to have. And then... That's a great idea. Now I'm going to spend my whole million at Spirit Halloween Superstore. Those costumes are expensive as shit. Yeah, they are fucking expensive. Yeah. That's, that's a, weird. Very expensive. They're really expensive. All of our costumes were all, like, made Well, food. our father made all of our costumes. Yeah. He designed The man is yeah. a thrift store. He made them like... from thrift store things. Oh, yeah. And to this day, I make all my costumes at the thrift store. Definitely. I can tell I got my Rick and Morty costume yeah. out of your closet. From the thrift yeah. store. Yeah. From the thrift store. <laughs> yeah, but not these kids. No. These not kids these are going to get the best Fat Thor and Iron Man and... <laughs> Whatever Fortnite. Old, old and Fortnite and old-timey Captain America costume. You know what the you best want? part about your, your deed for Halloween is? That you're going to buy these kids these great costumes and bring them back to the hood when there ain't no candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Get, you gotta uh, at uh, least uh, split it up. And I take didn't think them, about that. Take them to a good neighborhood to get some candy. I'll there. also rent a bunch of vans and bring them to the wealthiest city or wealthiest there part of Miami go. and there they'll be go. getting king size candy bars. There we go. Or I could just set up a a Drop. bunch of stands with candy that I buy. Uh, yeah. You got a million dollars. One way or another. Yeah. I'm going to make sure that these kids have the best Halloween they've let's, ever had. Let's get Spider-Man at least something other than candy corn yeah, and yeah. disappointment. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Twizzlers are bad. Oh, man. Candy corn. Wait, you get that plastic bag. Staple, candy corn. Staple plastic bag of candy yeah. corn. 
And Jared will be standing behind all of them dressed like a black Power Ranger. <laughs> dressed like a black Power Ranger. Like, <laughs> good job, kids. Get that candy. It's for you. <laughs> Did that for you, Fat Thor. <laughs> you know, that there's really nothing we could possibly say to continue this uh, this episode. It's been a real pleasure, Arthur. Back yeah, again. Thank you. Thank crushing you. it again. I am hoping to uh, return again. Hopefully today didn't kill that. No, but I, not. Man, I'm here to give financial advice. Even if I only come in at the end and advise people how to spend their million dollars, I'm down to fill that We should role. have a call-in show where people call in and ask for advice. Yeah, for sure. I can give advice on many things. I, 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 have, worn, no, I, I have no doubt. I've worn many I have no doubt. Successful <laughs> advice? I don't know. Advice? <laughs> but that's, yes. that's a disclaimer, though. May yeah. not work. Probably won't work. <laughs> Probably would be very entertaining. Right? That's glad, what I have. We're really glad to hear that you yeah. are interested in coming back for more and more episodes. We love that. And if you guys want to see Black to the Future happen, make sure you continuously, continuously repost this podcast episode yep. because that will show them that everybody wants to see Black to the Future. Hashtag free Black to the Future. Hashtag free Black to the Future. Hashtag the black guy got out alive. That hashtag fuck good. that kid from power. <laughs> Friend, Jesus Christ. Sign us off quickly. <laughs> hashtag I smell like beef. <laughs> Unlistenable. Uh, <laughs> Thank you all for listening. For Bit Party and the Cotta Brothers, I'm Brendan Cotta. I'm Jared Cotta. I'm Arthur Alexander Cotta. And make sure you watch out in 2020 fall for. Vacancy. Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on either Apple or Spotify. On Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at BitPartyPod. And if you'd like to send us an email, we're bitpartypod at gmail.com. BitParty now has t-shirts available. Just go to Amazon and search Kata Brothers to grab yours now. This episode was produced by the very talented T. Coop. You can check out his music on Spotify and on his website. Just go to tcoopmia.com. That's T-C-O-O-P-M-I-A dot com. Tune in next time when we find out what they call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris. Until then... We're the Cotter Brothers, and this has been Bit Party, our ode to the bit parts that stole our hearts.